our Father, there are depths of love that we cannot know. Till we cross the narrow sea, there are heights of joy that we may not reach till we rest in peace with you. Strengthen us, O God, through your word this morning. Rebuke us through your word this morning. Establish us. Heal us. Direct us. Empower us. Use this clay to communicate divine truth to your people. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank our Father and the Lord and the Chapel Council for another opportunity to share the Word of God with us. And as you can see on the screen, the topic says, Counting All But Loss. If we go back to and see on the screen or the at the altar, you see the theme of the year pressing towards the mark. Can you ask two persons around you, are you pressing toward the mark? How much are we willing to lose for the sake of knowing Christ? How much are you willing to lose? For the sake of knowing Christ, for the sake of His Excellency, the Excellency of knowing Christ. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. Amen. Counting all but what? Can we say it three times? One, two, Hallelujah. Can we turn our Bibles to that place, Philippians chapter 3. We'll be considering two credentials of one man. We'll be considering two credentials of one man. The man called Saul of Tarsus. And the man called Apostle Paul. There are two different credentials of this man. Let's, let's start reading from verse 3 of Philippians chapter 3. He says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence, what? In the flesh. And then, he went further to say, Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else think he may have confidence in the flesh, I am also. Of course, the man, the man, is proud of his Jewish heritage. He's proud of it. 
he boasts about it. Whenever you see a real Jew, he is proud of his heritage. What you see them do in the Old Covenant and in the New Testament, Apostle Paul was uh, talking about the Jews of today, the real Jews, they are still doing it. No wonder he gave an example in Galatians chapter 4. Can we go to Galatians chapter 4? Project the, the first credentials of Saul of Tarsus on the screen. If you can see it, number one, his what? His upbringing. Number two is what? His nationality. Number three is what? Family background. Four is what? His inheritance. Five, orthodoxy. Six, activity. Seven, morality. I want to pick number four because I'm talking about his heritage. His heritage and we'll link it to number one. His upbringing. Let's go to Galatians chapter four. Verse 1, verse 2. Verse 1 and verse 2. Anybody with living Bible or message Bible? Message? Okay, read message Bible. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Galatians 4, verse 1, 2. Let me show you the implication of this. Now, the man, the man, because of his Jewish heritage, was trying to give an example or illustration of something uh, about the teachings of Christ. But he, he, he's connecting it to the, his Jewish heritage. Read, read on. As long as, as the heir is a minor. As long as the heir is a minor. Uh-huh. He has no advantage over the slave. He has no advantage of what? Over the slave. Over, uh-huh. Go on. Though legally he owns the entire Though legally ha- he owns the entire uh-huh. He is subject to tutors and administrators. He is subject to tutors and administrators. Until whatever date the father has set for emancipation. Until whatever date the father has set for emancipation. So it brings us to the, his upbringing. Now, if you have living Bible, I want you to read for me Philippians. Let's go back to that Philippians chapter 3, verse 5. Anybody will live in Bible? Philippians 3, verse 5. Yes. For I went through the Jewish initiation ceremony. For I went through the Jewish initiation ceremony. Hold on there. I went through the Jewish initiation ceremony. So circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel. The moment a child begins to shout Mama, Papa, in the Jewish culture, that child will be introduced to the Torah. The Torah is a Bible. The child will be introduced to the Torah. The moment that child begins to say Papa, Mama, they will introduce the Bible to him or her. They will begin to read it. And like what we read in Galatians chapter 4, that child will go through guardian. That child will go through tutors, teachers. 
We go to teachers, guidance. Even though he's an heir, but he cannot inherit that thing until of a certain state, of a certain age. For the Jewish people is 30 years. That child will begin to learn and read and plant the scriptures and begin to memorize and at the age of 30 at the age of 30 years the day of the final initiation that young man will stand before everyone in the family and he will recite the first five books they call it the Pentateuch. He will recite the first five books of the, pen, that's the Pentateuch. Do you know it? Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 50 will recite it. Exodus chapter 1 to chapter what? That is something. He will recite it. Leviticus. Of course. If you are a student of the Bible, you will know that Leviticus is one of the most difficult, most difficult. I don't know if Leviticus. If I now sacrifice, I carry a bar. You can now get a lot of sacrifice and I'm there. In fact, you can get Leviticus. You can get Leviticus. In fact, you can get the Bible. In fact, you will enjoy even the minor prophets and whatever. You will enjoy Isaiah. You will enjoy it very, very well. But I'm going for Leviticus. And so that young man at 30 will recite Genesis, will recite Exodus, will recite Leviticus, will recite Numbers, and will recite the throne of your enemy. Which, 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 which book is the throne of your enemy? The throne of me. He will recite the throne. These five first five books, he will, he will recite it. And everybody will be watching. Omen means the word though. Before Papia Oya Sono, So when Apostle Paul is telling you about the Jewish heritage, he's proud of it. And then not only the first five books, the man will stand up. The man that will soon become a son will stand up as he's standing up after the five books and then he will be ordered to recite the 66 chapters of Isaiah. And where any Jewish, real Jewish boy who will become a son that will not recite these this six books of the Bible. Okay, I recite here. Yeah. And so when you see a Jewish man bragging, being proud of his heritage, no wonder Jesus said in in John chapter 5 verse 39, he said, you search the scriptures. In it is eternal life. But you don't want to come to me. You don't want to come to me. And so he goes through this. And then there are certain questions you'll be asked after reciting those uh, books of the Bible. And then, then he will be initiated to become a son. Remember from the day he was born, he was an heir. But he cannot, he cannot assume that position until he has fully recited these things I'm telling you. 
And then he will be initiated as a son. And then they will ask him certain questions. He will now say, and then they will initiate him. And then his father will now give him some responsibilities in the home. Some responsibilities in the, in the, in the company. We begin to be little, little responsibilities because it's now, I assume, go position as a son. Ask your neighbor, are you a son? Now, his nationality. Okay, let me continue with the, his upbringing. In his education, we talked about teachers and guardians. A man through education, who was the one who was his uh, lecturer in the, in the school? School of law. Gamaliel. The man was uh, a guru. That was the level Apostle Paul Jay. Then you go to his nationality. The man was a Benjamite. His father, his mother. I've tried to trace to find out the name of Apostle, Apostle Paul's mother. A courier was not said. I've searched it. But at least we know that he is a Roman citizen. He's also a Jewish citizen. He has dual um, nationality. Remember many years ago when you traveled to the UK before Margaret Thatcher came. When the moment a woman, a pregnant woman enters UK and gives birth to a baby, the baby, the baby automatically becomes what? A British citizen. Or does it go to our? Why if only a British citizen? No, you American citizen. Hey, nah, I wish I was American citizen. So he is, he has a dual nationality. But he was born in Tarsus, a province in Cilicia. And it was in the southern Turkey. That was his nationality. In as much as that particular area where they were in Tarsus, it was dominated by the Greeks. That's why Apostle Paul who speak Greek, Aramaic, who speak Latin, spoke Aramaic and spoke Hebrew language. Because the place in Tarsus was dominated by Greeks. In as much as he was raised up in a community dominated by the Greeks, yet it didn't affect his Jewish upbringing. It didn't influence him. The Roman culture never, never got to him. But today, what we see is that the um, culture, imported culture that we see today is a thing, is the in thing now. What is in vogue now? People want to do it. You come inside the church, we import music, certain music like a willow. And we import other, what was other ones? Aria, aria. We import such music and we, we play it in church. 
The man Apostle Paul never allowed that thing to influence his life. Now, Apostle Paul talked about his family background. Lucy from Benjamin. And uh, they call them the elite. The elite. The elite. Why? Why want the Benjamin elite? Why? Because they were the first to produce king in Israel. They brag about it. But most importantly, they also brag that they were the only group of, the only, only tribe that stood with the house of Israel, the house of David, when the kingdom was divided. So these two things, when Apostle Paul tells you, I am from Benjamin, Abu Munye Benjamin, Benjamin. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 3. Verse 5. Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of what? Of the Hebrews. And then, concerning what? The law a Pharisee. That brings me to orthodoxy. The man was a Pharisee. The man was a Pharisee. The man was a scribe. The man interpreted the law as it's supposed to be interpreted. The man knew the law very well. He interprets it because he, he was a Pharisee. Number six, verse six, verse six, read it. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. It takes me to his activity. That man hated Jesus because he saw Jesus as a political menace. This man, you need to deal with this man. But after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the man Saul saw the people that followed the way increase and multiply. If I also cause jealousy in elsewhere, let's deal with these people. If I couldn't deal with Jesus, let me deal with these people. We all have read it. You know. He took letters. The first thing he did was to supervise the clean of who? The clean of who? He was the one that supervised it. And by the time he finished it, he saw that the, the Jews liked it. And then the man was breathing, ready to go to Damascus and arrest everybody. He took letters from the Sanhedrin. It was easy for him to get it because he was a Pharisee. And they are like rough. They are like rough. Because the number of the people were increasing. The number was increasing and they didn't like it. And so they now find, they now found a man who can go and stop the whole thing. 
and they gave him letter to go. If we go to First Timothy, let's go to First Timothy chapter one. Chapter one, verse what? Verse twelve. Let's read. Let's read it from verse twelve. One to go. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a what? A blasphemer. Again, a persecutor. Another, and an insolent man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So in all his activities, trying to stop the people that followed the way. I mean, he was doing it uh, ignorantly until he met Christ. And now when now he met Christ, he decided to go to a place in Galatians chapter 1 verse 17, went to a place called Arabia and spent three years there seeking to know more of Christ. We will hear so much about Christ. And from then, he began to look at these things, his upbringing, all the things about the Jewish culture and tradition and everything. I cannot forget what happened to me some years back during the Abacha's regime. I was this one one fuel crisis that I, I won't forget. That particular incident made me not to forget it. Uh, our brother, the man that, that has the, that owns the, the mobile filling station at Naira Triangle, Uboma, usually gives priests, pastors, gives us fuel. So that, on that dreadful day, I rushed very early in the morning, and then on a particular gate, Arapo for the priests. So I wore my clergy dress now, like I'm, I'm dressed this morning. I went to that place, and we stayed at the gate, waited, and they opened. When we drove in, there were three other cars before me, and then we were waiting for the fuel attendant to come. And then we all came out from the vehicle, and I noticed that... Um, the three other men before me were Reverend Fathers. So the moment they saw me, they also, three of them rushed to me. Hey, bro, 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 parish, see an album, album, so and so person from so and so church. No, you know why? These people spend four years studying theology and spend another four years studying philosophy and then spend another one year to prepare for priesthood or spend their nine years where pota ichenya obumwa nos also two years the Bible school where pota. I'm used to those things now. So muwa jukwa ya naona bottom. Iga ya chupu ma chupu. Amanu uboma bo nyengonye church uno. Manyone amanchuno muno yamanchum. Iga bafu ya lebaka bum priests. I'm priests. I mean, everyone call our webia. If you mandi na 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 fake color bia, fake color. If I walk a priest, my wife go na na in the priest opportunity. Ojemanya clutch bia drive or in ozibozuba. 
I bought my fuel and I went out. But you see, one of the questions, the question I asked you was, how much are you willing to lose in all your training, in everything? The last person that, uh, the, the last seminar we had, we know that Reverend Dr. Ferdinand Nweke was trained as a medical doctor. Is he practicing now? He's not practicing. We bought the very, very hard though. Ijesia school, Pota. Piachanya seven years or eight years, Pota. Holy Ghost, I say, if you need a ego, you be an, uh, you be a kid, Josie. I know of a chemist. Go see if you know, go. Go masters, go, go doctorate, yeah, Pota. At the end, I see Abiyako Jena one particular northern area to become an evangelist and begin to plant churches. The young man decided and said, I hear from God. And it's the same way God speaks to me that he spoke to me now. And therefore, I will do. I will do what the Lord said I will do. It was not easy. It was not easy for the children, for the, for the, for the brothers, the siblings, and the parents. But they choose to obey God. He chose to obey God. I used to be in business. And I was doing very well in business. And one day God said, go to Bible school. I went to Bible school. By the time I finished, he said, I'm calling you right now. Go, go full time. It wasn't easy for me. Was not easy. Makama me fed in a full time. Mami fed in a full time. Some of us by an email, some some days you not have money. And you have people in church and you begin to cook up a lie. It's not a prophecy. One of the one of those faithful nights in a night vigil in the church I used to worship before then. I saw two 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 a man and a woman standing together. I wanted to go and bow prophecy. Bow a moment this year. Holy Ghost, see me. Ebuka na mama. Ebuka na mama. Ebuka na mama. Echa ebuna onisia. Degree five. Degree five. I had to obey the Holy Spirit. Makachogom kama mama ubela ubela asenga ase. God is going to bless your marriage. God is going to do this. God is going to do that. At the end of the service, wait for me. The only thing I'm going to but at the end of the service, just wait for me. So at the end of the service, they waited for me. And I, but I know the woman. I'm not on the man. So in channel D, So. The Holy Spirit just delivered me that, that, that night, that early morning around 4.30 a.m. The woman said, meet my brother. Can you imagine what would have happened as I was prophesying? I say, you husband of God is going to do something great in your life. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles again to that Philippians chapter 3. Chapter 3. The last uh, one, it says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, 
concerning the righteousness which is in the law blameless. He talk, talks about his morality. Talks about his morality. The man the blameless. If you see a real Jew, if you do a business with a real Jew, in fact, he will prefer that not go agulia wayo, but only a Jew, a real Jew, cannot cheat you. I mean, cheat me. Jews, they pay two types of tithes. They pay the tithe of the things, the money they, 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 they own. Salary for a Jew. He will pay tithe from it. Whether through business, he will pay tithe from it. And also, a Jew will also pay tithe from the things he owns. For example, from the money of that business, he decides to go and buy a car. As he's dedicating that car in the synagogue, he will pay a tithe. Open up two million, go go that vehicle, I put two hundred thousand naira tithe. That's the Jew. That's why they are the best. That's why they are the richest. That's why you have multi-millionaires all over the world. Can you make beat with a Jewish man? Because when you talk of morality, Jesus told his disciples, he said, do what they tell you to do, but don't do what they are doing. Because the Pharisees are there, are half of infant Akuzi. But Jesus said, do what they tell you to do. Hallelujah. And then, what did Apostle Paul say in verse 7? After listing the things that would have made him to have confidence in the flesh. After enumerating all of them, those things that would make him to have confidence in the flesh. He now, after his encounter and the revelations and the excellency of the knowledge of Christ that he had and, and, and the course of ministry, God kept, God, God kept revealing things to him. He now wrote in verse 7. Can we read verse 7? Verse 7 of chapter 3, Philippians. Are you there? Let's read it. One, two, go. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Verse 8. Yet, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. My own says rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Look at our the second stanza in the hymn we, we sang. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of your grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. My will, that my will be lost. That's not that thing I want to do. I chose in my own. It is your own that I want to do now. What is that thing that you want me to do? That is the thing I want to do. My will, God, is lost. Not my will, but let your will be done. That's the first credential. The second credential. The first credential is Saul of Tarsus. But the second credential, many of it, many of it, 
Second credentials of Apostle Paul. What prompted Apostle Paul to write those credentials? And he wrote it to the Corinthian church. He wrote it in Second Corinthians. Because he found out that the people, the, the Corinthian church, viewed his message as very, he speaks loud, too loud. Apostle Paul had it too loud when he preached. Apostle Paul sometimes that they were aggressive when he's preaching. And also, uh, his message sometimes looks uh, threatening. As he's ministering, his message looks threatening. And so, the Corinthian church formed a negative attitude towards him. Even in his presence, as he's preaching, I am okay, my finish here. Like some people will look at you, size size That was then. Apostle Paul now decided to write, tell them of his credentials as Apostle Paul. I'll run it through and I'll pick up one or two to expatiate on that. Number one. It was commissioned by God. It was commissioned by God. Number two. He spoke truthfully. As I'm speaking to us, ask yourself, as you are pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God, in your dealings with people, in your dealings with other people, your business colleagues, your schoolmates, classmates, your dealings with your spouse, with your children, begin to ask yourself. Number one, he was commissioned by God. If you read it, if you check the first, first verse of each of the epistles, 13 epistles he wrote, from Romans, to what? To first and second Corinthians? To, to Galatians? To Ephesians? To what? To what again? To Philippians? To Colossians? To first and second Thessalonians? To first and second Timothy? To Titus? To Philemon? Apostle Paul will begin. Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. But if you go to Philemon, apostle Paul now wrote and said, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. The man was commissioned by God. So, commissioned by God. Number two, he spoke truthfully. The man was, was truthful in, in everything he spoke. I used to have a sibling that his his good had good morning is suspicious. What's a happy Christmas or happy new year? Will be the prophesy over your life. Professor Sensiane. Oh present Amen. And then at the end, within three hours, she will call again. I say happy Christmas. 
suspicious. Before the end of that day, Fuji professor over your life when you get new ego, Kincholi ego. You speak truthfully. Number three, acted with purity, sincerity, and dependence on God alone in his dealings with them. The Corinthians, he acted with purity. On when he faced Oleso, we had the, the, the Ocha. He acted in sincerity, in dependence on God. He wasn't depending on any man. He wasn't begging. In fact, at some point, he was telling the Corinthian church, you are waiting for no name. And I see from Ndozo, when I roll over. Number four, was straightforward and sincere in his letters. Let me ask you, are you straightforward? Are you sincere in your letters? Are you straightforward with people? Number five, had God's Holy Spirit. He had God's Holy Spirit in him. Number six, loved the Corinthian believers. He loved them. Showed love to them. Number seven, spoke with integrity and Christ's power. Number eight, walked among them and changed their lives. Number nine, he never gave up. Never gave up. Are you giving up on something? Are you giving up on your spouse? Are you giving up on that child? Are you giving up? What is it that you are about to give up? The man never gave up. Number eleven, taught the Bible with integrity. Number twelve, had Christ as the center of his message. Had Christ as the center of his message. Number thirteen, endured endured persecution as he taught the good news. The man persecution was coming. One particular song. I've corrected them some places. When when success comes my way, I will praise the Lord. Today, oh, I lift up my voice in praise, for I know you are always there for me. Almighty God, you are my all and all, no matter what I face. Oh, no matter what I face. Because on it, but the original, the original person that sang the song was say, "When troubles come my way, I will praise." And it, it, when success come my way, I say about success or trouble. So when they get an iPhone, I go about trouble or success. Number 14, worked to win others and to please God. He worked to win others and to please God. He was always pleasing God. In that thing you are doing, are you pleasing God? Number 15, was well-intentioned and honest. The man was well-intentioned and honest. Well-intentioned and honest. Number 18, isn't is it number what? Number 16. Was Christ's ambassador called to tell the good news? Number 17. Try to live a, 
a blameless life so others will not be kept from God because of his actions. Some of the things you do. If you know, I mean, we only prevent others from coming to God. Number 18, let a wholesome life understood the gospel and displayed patience with the Christians. Number 19, was truthful and filled with God's power. Number 20, stood true to God first and always. Always, he stood true to God first and always. Number 21, never cheated. Can we go to that place? Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 2. And second Corinthians, somebody get second Corinthians chapter seven verse two and second Corinthians chapter eleven seven to nine. The man never cheated. The man never wronged anyone. The man never took advantage of anyone. Are you there? Second Corinthians chapter seven verse two. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse two. Yes. Please open your hearts to us again. Please open your, your what? Your heart. Your hearts to us again. For not one of you has suffered any wrong from us. Not one of you has suffered any wrong from us. Uh-huh. Not one of you was led astray. Not one of you was led astray. We have cheated no one. We have cheated no one. Nor taken advantage of anyone. Or not taken advantage of anyone. We have cheated no one. We have taken advantage of anybody. I have not taken any advantage on anybody. Yes? Second Corinthians chapter what? Chapter 11, 7 to 9. Yes. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God? He lowered himself in order to elevate you. He was telling the Corinthian church. Yes. To you, free of charge. To you, I, I did it free of charge. I didn't charge you anything. I didn't ask you to give me money. Yes. Um, other churches by receiving support from them so as to serve you from the Thessalonians from others I was getting I was getting support from other churches from other churches to so that I will be able to take care of you yes with you when I, I was with you I needed something uh-huh. I was not a burden to anyone even though when I was with you I needed something but I wasn't a burden to you I wasn't a burden to you I didn't ask you to give me yes for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. For the brothers that came from Macedonia supplied everything, yes, that I needed. I have kept myself from being a burden to you in I any have way. Kept myself from being a burden to you mm-hmm. in any way. In any way. And we continue to do so. And I will continue to do so. I will not be a burden to you. I will not be a burden to you. I will continue to do so. Number twenty-two. Handled the, their money offering to be sent to Jerusalem in a responsible, blameless manner. There was a particular group in the Old Testament that the people didn't require an account for them to give account because those people were, they had integrity. Apostle Paul handled their money offering to be sent to Jerusalem in a responsible, blameless manner. Number 23, use God's weapon, not his own, for God's work. Number 24, had the power and authority of Christ. Number 25, wanted to measure up to God's plan, not glorify himself. Can we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 12 and 13.
Second Corinthians chapter 10, 12 and 13. Oh, don't worry. Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men mm-hmm. who tell you how important they are. Mm-hmm. But they are only comparing themselves with each other. Using themselves as the standard. Is that what you are doing? You want to compare yourself with others? What we do today, uh, you compare yourself with others. We are not in a competition. Don't compare yourself with others. Assignment to get each of my assignment. An omnimi rural or rural 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 work and now to strengthen pastors. Some of the people like um, our brother senior um, Damian Durewulu, you understand he is into this interior, so he knows. Some of the people that are there, when you go there, you meet them, you understand what I'm talking about. And I got through a lot. You go through a lot. And so I can't compare myself. I cannot compare myself with anyone. Because I know the ministry that God has called me to do. Yes, read on. Using themselves as the standard of measurement. Mm-hmm. How ignorant. Verse 13. Yes. We will not boast about things done outside our area of authority. We will not boast of anything done outside the area of our authority. Yes. We will boast only about what has happened within the boundaries of God. Within the boundaries of the confines of the things I have done. You share your testimony. Boast of those things. Which includes our working with you. Hallelujah. Number... 26, had authority because he taught them the good news. Number 27, endured pain and danger as he fulfilled his calling. As in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 to was blessed with an outstanding vision. Was, was constantly humbled by a thorn in the flesh that God refused to take away. God, I had up that thorn in the flesh. Said God, he said, God allowed the messenger of Satan to buffet his body. Because the kind of revelation, the power that was coming out from this man, that even handkerchief, aprons, will, they, will, they, will, they will bring apron as the apostle Paul is preaching. After preaching, they will bring, remove the handkerchief. He will remove the handkerchief from, from, uh, from apostle, from his pocket and give it to somebody that, that his brother or sister or mother or father is in the hospital or at home that cannot come, who is bedridden. And they'll take the apron or the handkerchief and they'll drop it on that person. That person will be healed and start walking again. That was apostle Paul then. So the kind of power that was thrown in this man, uh, God decided, I said, I won't lose this man. God allowed a messenger of Satan. I said, now, just keep it. And he prayed for three times, prayed and fasted. He said, God, remove this. He said, no, 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 my grace is what? My grace is what? Number 30, did miracles among them. Number 31, was all, always motivated to build up other, others spiritually. A man was motivated to build others spiritually. Was filled with God's power. Stayed, stood the test. The man stood the test of time. And then, 34, was always concerned that his spiritual children become mature believers. He was concerned that his spiritual children become mature believers. That was the credential he sent to the Corinthian church. He said, change your attitude towards me. Message in the new. 
I'm commissioned by God. You better accept it, oh. All this negative attitude. When I'm preaching the word of God, teaching, and you are trying to, you know, so he took time and explained and told them, these are my credentials. And if you see, he never mentioned he was a lawyer this time. He never mentioned about the Jewish customs and traditions and all his training never mentioned it. The man was so humble enough. In fact, there was a particular, um, because he had an outstanding vision, there was a particular incident that, happened, that, that took place and Apostle Paul was trying to, was so modest enough not to say that it was he was the one. He said, I know a man, I know a man that uh, went to heaven and saw things. He didn't want to stay, tell them that he was the one. But we know, when you read it, you know that it was Apostle Paul. Man was so humble. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. Are you with me? And we bowed our heads. Let's pray this prayer. As I close. Say after me. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. Who had enabled me. For that he counted me. Faithful. Putting me. Into the ministry. I am Christ's ambassador. Called to tell the good news. As I press toward the mark. Of the high calling of God. Oh Lord. Grant me grace. To stand strong. To act with purity. Sincerity. And dependence. On you. Alone. In my dealings with others. I choose. To be straightforward. Sincere. And faithful. I will live. As an example. To the believers. To walk among them and change their lives. I will never give up. I will study to show myself approved a workman that need not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth. I will have Christ as the center of my message. I will endure persecution. I will walk to win others. To please you, I will be well-intentioned and honest. I will try to live a blameless life so others will not be kept from you because of my action. I will lead a wholesome life, understand the gospel, and display patience in all. Oh Lord, fill me with your power to stand true to you first and always I propose in my heart never to cheat never to wrong or take advantage of anyone it is my desire to make up, to measure up to your plan not to glorify myself merciful Lord I know that in fulfilling my calling I will endure pain and danger bless me O Lord with an outstanding vision I will always be motivated to build up others spiritually. Help me, Lord, to stand the tests in this journey. In Jesus' mighty name, begin to pray and thank the Lord. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, this is the word we are speaking in your ear. This is the word that we are asking that you do for us. This is the one we are saying, Mighty Father, as we have spoken in your ear, so do. And we thank you that you have answered. Let your hand of blessing, of reward, of refilling with unction be upon your son and servant, and fulfill your call upon him to the glory and praise of your name, with signs, with wonders, with miracles, with much fruit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. 